0: He's sweeping streets, Captain Juno, in the middle of Savannah, where everybody can see him. Me, my friends, and everybody.
1: You feeling sorry for yourself because your daddy's got to sweep streets?
0: He ain't the only man who can't get work. Wilbur Charles' dad can't get work neither, but he says he'd rather do nothing at all than something beneath his dignity. Grow up, party. It ain't time for me to grow up, Mr. Juno. Your daddy's out sweeping streets because he took every last dime he had and used it to pay up every man and woman he owed and every business who worked for him instead of declaring bankruptcy like everyone else in town including your best friend, Wilbur Charles' dad, Raymond which is why he's able to sit around all day long on his dignity. Your daddy stared adversity in the eye, Hardy and he beat it back with a broom.
1: the main event opened up with that clip from the movie the legend of bagger Vance. watching it the other night and i'm just saying you know what as uh as matt damon exp- uh, explains to his his young caddy that's there with him how is how his dad he shouldn't be embarrassed that his dad is sweeping streets because he stared adversity in the eye and he beat it back with a broom those were the old days those are the old days where you had da- where you had where you had pride in and being a good person when you had pride in working and paying everybody off where it was, where it was, uh, where it was uh, socially unacceptable to walk away from your debts when it's socially unacceptable to you know people were proud and you, they try to give them charity. They said, no, no, I don't need, I don't need it. Help somebody else. I'm, I'm going to make it. And uh, that was a, that was a different place. That was a different time, but you know what? What goes around comes around. The truth always wins and kids out there, listen, learn, live. This is how it is. This is how, this is how life is. And this cannot be sustained as we've known every, every, every uh, experiment in socialism has failed, but you know, some of you guys don't want to know, you don't want to hear about history. So, uh, those of you out there that have kids and grandkids and neighbors and coworkers that need to know this, don't be quiet. Don't be quiet about it. If, if you don't tell them they're not hearing it in school anymore, that this is how, this is how life is. You, you, you work and you get to live. The harder you work, the better you get to live. I also use that, uh, use that song from REM, Shiny Happy People, because apparently after the, after the COVID relief bill, there's shiny happy people all over this country. Everybody's getting free money. It's, it's ridiculous. And guess who's going to pay it back? Our grandkids, our grandkids will be strapped with this debt, high taxes, because there's no other way we can sustain it. Oh, but wait, wait, maybe we go off the uh, the dollar, the dollar as the as a world reserve currency at some point because the dollar is not worth anything because Biden's in charge or somebody's in charge that uses Biden as a puppet and uh, the, the dollar falls through the floor and all of a sudden we're doing something with cryptocurrency or we're doing something with the euros or some other form. And maybe that means we just walk away from our debt. So the United States can be, uh, can be as proud as, uh, as, uh, as all those people filing bankruptcy. You know, think about this in the, in the Obama, in the Obama administration was the first time that America, America's uh, credit rating got downgraded. Now, as now, as we've got his vice president, installed not elected installed as president we'll see the dollar fall through the floor and we'll lose the we'll lose the the dollar as the reserve currency in the world you guys you guys think uh things can get bad they can get a lot worse and get a lot worse and it's uh it's and i just sit here and i wonder at what point at what point do we say enough at what point do we say hey we can't we can't handle another three years and 11 months of this stuff the country will be gone well, I don't know about you, but I've had enough already. So anyway, I'm going to talk about everything that's going on this week and my opinion of it. And But before I do, let me introduce myself to those that are listening for the first time. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and that means refinancing, buying, per, uh, reverse mortgages, any of those things that require borrowing money, and there's great opportunities because interest rates are still low, but I will tell you they're starting to go up. Uh, if you need, if you want to talk to someone who thinks like you call me toll free at 855-640-2020 that's 855-640-2020 one last time, dear night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some information about that stuff, you want to get some information from someone that thinks like you, but you don't really want me to hear your voice just yet. Go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N. net. Click on the summit funding logo and that'll take you to my lending page. You can put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me what information you want back. You'll, you'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates. And if you're talking to one of my teammates, you're probably still going to talk to me before it's, before it's over. And uh, we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, if you want to hear any part of the show repeated, or you want to share it, or you miss part of it at Hoffman.net, click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well. Well, several past shows, you can also get the, the podcast on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, also known now known as Apple Podcast, and you can have it uh, automatically downloaded to your computer, or your iPad, or your iWatch, or your iPhone, or your i iPod, or your Mini Pad, or your Maxi Pad, or your Puppy Pad, or anything that you get a, a podcast on. I imagine there's probably some new cars that just have podcast podcast attachment on it because um, I know we get. Uh, we get one of those uh hot spots in our cars now. The first car I had with a with a hot spot was my Corvette and I'm thinking, why would I want a hot spot in my car? And now that now that we got our truck last summer, I'm going, this is why I want a hot spot in my car. So when Don's driving and I've got my laptop on my on my on my lap or I have my or I'm working on my phone because I get a a a good strong signal in my car. But you know when you're driving a Corvette there's there's no room to do any of that stuff anyway, so I couldn't figure out why I did that until we got the the truck. But anyway, I digress. Um, follow me on uh, on Twitter at Ed Hoffman where I tweet about current events. Some some days more than others, and uh, the Facebook page. Oh, and also I'm Big Ed Hoffman on just about all the other uh, social medias. Um, it's it's getting to be so many of them that I don't know I don't know which ones are connecting yet. But I'm trying to re- Trying to kind of copy all my posts, Facebook, Parler, Twitter, um, Cloud, Cloud Cloud Hub, Gab, all the ones that all the ones I'm on. But if I'm on any of them, I'm at 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 Big Ed Hoffman. Other than Twitter, I'm at Ed Hoffman because apparently somebody beat me to at Ed Hoffman uh, on uh, all the on uh, all the new ones. But I I got it on Twitter because I signed up before I actually knew what it was um, and got it. Um, if you have comments on the show, send me an email to ed at ed Hoffman.net. Okay. Let's get into what's happening. So what's happening this week? Well, first of all, you heard last night, well, I I'm recording on Friday. So Thursday night we heard, heard Biden speak. What a waste of time. What a waste of time. Uh, you know, his whole, whole first half of the whole first half of the speech was, was like a big, sad story. It's a big, it's just a big, really sad story. One year ago, we were hit with a virus that was met with silence. Silence? Met with silence and spread unchecked. You know, I had to call bull on that one. Wait, wasn't it Trump that found out and started the travel ban? Can't travel in here from China. uh, And everybody called him a racist. And wasn't he that called for the shutdown, the initial shutdown, before we knew what we were dealing with? Which I don't agree with the shutdown. But the initial one, hey, we don't know what we don't know about this virus, so let's shut down until we know. And wasn't uh, Nancy Pelosi the one walking through Chinatown in San Francisco saying, "Hey, it's okay, come on out, uh, come to Chinatown." Don't don't listen to President Trump; he's he doesn't know what he's talking about. And wasn't it they said that hundreds of thousands of people were saved because we stopped the travel because he did the travel ban? Wait, now a year later, it went. Went, it was met with silence and spread unchecked. Give me a break. This guy's a moron. I'm thinking last night after I watched it, I go, this guy really has, is full of himself. And I say, you know what? And then I tell, tell my wife, you know what? This guy doesn't even know. He doesn't even know he's president. He's just reading things on the teleprompter. And I would bet, I would bet that wasn't even live. I bet you he had to do that three or four times to be able to get through it. And he had a few little stumbles, but nothing, nothing major. But a few little stumbles, but you can see this guy isn't with it. But anyway, I digress. I got off the got off my uh my outline here because that happened last night. Um, last night, Thursday night. Um, and you know what, and and as he's telling everybody what's so sad, you know, understand there's more kids in this country that died of suicide in the last year than died of COVID. And why did they die of suicide, Ed? Oh, because they're because depression, separation, anxiety, uh, isolation. And this this is killing, killing our kids and putting them into depression, not to mention uh, you know, losing their education. People are, well, they're going to school online, and then they have they have people that just go online for a little bit and then they just disappear. They stop going online because they're not they're not being effectively educated. And why is this why is this, Joe? Was it the Trump administration? No, it was you guys. The, the Democrats pushing the got to go by the science. We can't put people in harm's way because we need to keep the economy shut down. Otherwise, we otherwise we can't use uh, we can't push all mail in voting. And without that, there's no way we're going to beat this effective of a president. Don't anybody forget about that, because that's why we are where we are today. So anyway, let's get into the other stuff that's going on. So uh, LA Teachers, uh a leaked Facebook post belonging to a group to the to a group of United Teachers Los Angeles members warns teachers to keep their spring break photos off social media because the optics would be bad for them while, while UTLA is refusing to return to unsafe in-person schooling. Yeah, it wouldn't be wouldn't be uh wouldn't be good optics if you know we're saying, hey, it's unsafe for us to be all in the same room with with little kids, but and then have them see us partying, partying in uh, Cabo or on uh, in Florida, partying with all our friends with no masks on. And in a move that impressed no one, soon to be recalled, Governor Newsom delivered this year's state of the state address from Dodger Stadium. The idea was that the stadium seats about 55,000 people, roughly the same number of Californians who have died from COVID, if you believe their BS statistics. The governor's also trying to appeal to Californians to stop signing the recall petition by promising that our baseball stadiums can can open for 20 to 30% capacity by opening uh, by opening day on April 9th. And I'm speaking to you uh, from Dodger Stadium, transformed from the home of last year's World Series champions into the centerpiece of America's mass vaccination campaign. Instead of fans in the stands, we see nurses and PPE saving lives one injection at a time, all because a year ago, a once in a century pandemic arrived on our shores. COVID was no one's fault, but it quickly became everyone's burden. Yeah, and the, later in the speech, he added this little piece. When this pandemic ends, and it will end soon, we're not going to go back to normal. Because I think we all agree, normal was never good enough. And a normal accepts inequity. Yeah, we, in the normal, we accept inequity. Wait, what does that have to do with COVID? What does that have to do with uh, with anything? What's it have to do with, you know, the you realize that, that Biden, Newsom, all these guys... Want to get on TV and make some, some, some uh, emotionally charged speech to get you off of looking at let, using your brain. Oh, that just makes my heart feel, feel warm and fuzzy. Hey, turn your brain on and listen to what's actually, and think about what's really happening. Look, be, look uh, read between the lines and see what's really going on. He doesn't want to get recalled. He's full of crap. Hey, so uh, so let's talk about let's talk about what's going on at the border now. Uh, more outrageous numbers from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection this week, according to the commissioner Troy Miller. Border agents encountered more than one hundred thousand migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border in February. I thought we were going to get like one hundred fourteen for the year. So this is the highest monthly total since the border surge two years ago. Nineteen thousand were families. About ninety five hundred were unaccompanied minors. Which means unaccompanied people to anybody that can uh, uh, shave their face and cut their hair short and say they're seventeen, um, and the remainder were adults. So of course, if if you've got gray hairs, it's hard to it's hard to shave your shave your uh, your face and say that hey, I'm only seventeen. So anybody that's got gray hair was were uh, considered adults. And when asked whether there was a border crisis, the president, who hasn't yet held a press conference, had no answer. Appearing at DC hardware store to talk about uh paycheck protection program loans joe biden was ushered out by handlers the moment the question was asked border,
0: go,
1: probably better with video but if you saw it saw it quickly the people are just pushing him out kind of like you see uh see uh Kamala Harris at every time he makes a speech, she's standing behind him. And then she, she helps him up and says, okay, go this way, Joe, go this way, Joe. And then he just follows her out like a, like a puppy dog. So, uh, read between the lines, watch what's happening. Did you ever see Mike Pence leading, uh, leading Trump ar- along? Did you ever see Mike Pence really standing by his side other than like state of the union speeches? Pence had another job to do. Uh, Kamala Harris's job is only just to, just to guide around, uh, guide around. It's, she's like a dog walker. She's a dog walker. If you ever been to places where there's not really places for people to walk their dogs. And so they have, they hire dog walkers and they, and then you see someone walking like three, four dogs at a time. They're getting paid to walk dogs. That's what Kamala Harris is. She's the Washington DC dog walker in Texas. Congressman Henry Cuellar, a Hispanic Republican wants to know one number one, why the border patrol is the only agency releasing numbers. And two, Why we're not being told how many people are being released?
0: Those uh, numbers of people that are being released, they're purposely uh, withholding that information. They've been told not to withhold that information. I now know that they're bringing people from McAllen over to Laredo, processing them in Laredo, and they're going to release them in my community.
1: Yeah, have you seen it? Have you seen buses, unmarked buses mysteriously parked around, around a town where you live? I have. I have a newcomer to Congress, Republican Troy Nels, another another one of the the freshman people that are that are finally having a voice instead of people like, uh, I don't know, I will not want to name uh, many, many of the 200 Republicans in there that are Republican. They vote Republican, but they don't stand up and say anything when the when the Democrats are are trying to make us look bad. Uh, But Troy Nels held a press conference outside the Capitol to talk about his experience with illegal immigration as a Texas sheriff.
0: I tell you right now, you look at our fence out here, I bet you it was more difficult for you to get in here to this press conference than it is at our southern border. Serving in law enforcement for the past 30 years, and the stories that I could share with you today, but we don't have the time, the number of victims in our county where you've been murdered or you're family member has been sexually assaulted by an individual or your home was broken into and your family heirlooms are gone forever only to find out that when I talk to the victim of that crime I would say to that person I'm sorry what happened to you and I'm sad to tell you that the individual has been deported four or five six times. Ask yourself the question how does anybody ever get deported more than one time? And so now we have President Biden with his executive orders opening up the floodgates. Well, Mr. President, I tell you this, your decisions have second and third order effects. It's now going to be on local state law enforcement just to clean up this mess.
1: Hey, you know how uh, Trump made a speech on January 6th? and he said we're all going to walk down there peacefully and patriotically and that incited incited uh, violence and incited insurrection and they impe- and the house impeach him for that what's what's biden's responsibility here for all the stuff that goes on with the illegal aliens coming across the border i don't think there's any implications because he's a democrat are you, are you guys done with this crap are you guys done watching this stuff and seeing the 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 double the double standard here Now, we're hearing a lot about Texas right now, but some of the greatest consequences of Biden's actions are right here in California. Since March 2020, Trump's Trump's Remain in Mexico program and the COVID immigration freeze ensured that people caught at the border were expelled and held in Mexico. Now what happens? Well, according to BuzzFeed News report this week, those people are now being let into San San Diego. According to the report, after the Biden administration announced it would end, end the Remain in Mexico policy, hundreds of migrants were instructed to register on a United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees website. After, re- after registering, they would be given a date to show up at an official border, cr- border crossing and allowed into the U.S. Sounds kind of like a fast pass at Disneyland, doesn't it? Um, so you get a, you get a special time and, time and date to show up. But the site launched later than promised and started crashing once the migrants started logging in. Which I go, uh, let's see. They don't have food, and they don't have money. They don't have parents, but they have internet access. Well, that's because these these nonprofits are are down on the border trying to help them get in. So uh, after after um, after registering, the migrants receive a message. I don't know is that email, text, who knows to show up to show up at an international organization for a migration shelter, whatever that is. They got COVID tests and spent one night at the shelter. Then they're loaded onto a bus headed for San Diego. Once at the border, officers from Mexico's National Institute of Migration escorted them in. According to one of the migrants, it felt like they were being treated with honors, as if the authorities from both countries were trying to make up for all the bad things that they, that they had done to asylum seekers. What bad things did we do? We enforced our borders? Should we apologize for that? Oh, yeah. That's, is that the same as I have to apologize for, for being a white male straight Christian American, uh, I don't know. Uh, so they were inspected by U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and the agents handed them their passports and said, "Welcome to the United States." I remember a scene from uh, from uh, Old co- No Country for Old Men, where Josh Brolin's coming across the Mexican border, and he gets he gets the third degree, the whole uh, the whole uh, verbal proctology exam before he can come across the border. Not anymore. Not anymore. And after a dog inspected their bags for drugs, they were tested for COVID again and given a free hotel room. The rooms are being paid for by various nonprofits. They stay in the hotel for seven days and are released. According to the nonprofit worker interviewed in the report, most of them will leave San Diego for other parts of the country. Yeah, we know that. Around 40 people per day are being processed this way way at the California border. Uh, and it's not the, and it's not the only place. Uh, Montana joined Arizona in suing the Biden administration for lax immigration policies because they're being shipped. They're being bussed to Montana and every other state in between. The suit estimates that Montana has up to 5,000 immigrants living in the state without legal permission. The Montana Attorney General claimed in a statement that methamphetamine brought to Montana by Mexican drug cartels has racked our state and would get worse under the Biden administration's immigration policy. In fact, I heard that the Mexican government even said that Biden's immigration policy is, is increasing the profits of the, of the cartels. Also this week, the same DHS secretary who claimed there was no crisis last week is now asking his own employees to volunteer their time to take care of migrants. Alejandro Mayorka sent these memos to DHS employees. Today, I activated the volunteer force to support Customs and Border Protect, CBP, as they face a surge in migration along the southwest borders. You have likely seen the news about overwhelming numbers of migrants seeking access to the country. Wait a minute overwhelming number is that kind of another word for a crisis at the border i don't know it just seems uh like sounds like it to me hey anyway i'm all out of time for this half of the, of the main event stay tuned for five minutes of traffic weather commercials and sports and i'll be back for all the rest My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio, but I could take up the whole show talking about it if you wanted me to. If you think if you're in the market for uh, refinancing or buying a property in this state or out of this state, because I can help you in 15 states, California, Arizona, Texas, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Nevada, Arizona, did I say Arizona, Colorado, Utah, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and Montana and Ohio. If you're moving to any of those places you need financing for your new house, call me toll-free at 855 640 2020 855-640-2020. Day or night. Toll-free area code 855 640 2020 or go to edhoffman.net and uh click on the summit funding logo. So before we were taught before the break, we were talking about um the crisis at the border and how uh and how uh the uh the DHS secretary Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who said there's no crisis at the border. We'll just have a little challenge Uh, this week. He's saying that, hey, there's an overwhelmingly overwhelming amount of people coming in and asking his his paid employees to volunteer their work to take care of the migrants. And now that what we didn't get to was the administration is contradicting itself. Biden says the borders are open, but the White House Southern Border Coordinator What is a White House southern border coordinator? Is that a new is that a new czar they 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 uh, invented? Her name is Roberta Jacobson. She says it isn't open.
0: Neither this announcement nor any of the other measures suggest that anyone, especially children and families with young children, should make the dangerous trip to try and enter the U.S. in an irregular fashion. The border is not open. Going forward, we will continue to look for ways to provide legal avenues in the region for people needing protection while we continue to enforce our
1: laws. How did they let someone in? Was that someone holdover from the Trump administration? How did they let someone in who actually talks common sense? Because you see Biden and all, his, and all his bozos, all the Democrat bozos that talk are just saying what they think we want to hear. Or at least the Democrats that voted for Biden, of course, all those people really didn't vote for Biden. They voted for Trump and they just invented phony ballots. But anyway, that's what that's what's going on. Can you see clearly, folks, trying to bring you some clarity here? Look at everything, listen to everything and then start putting stuff together. Why is why is there such a contradiction here? Because you know you can't know what they say. What a tangled web we weave when we choose to deceive. Because one lie has to be supported by another lie, has to be support, supported by another lie, and at some point, nothing makes sense. It all falls apart. Sounds like a scene from uh, sounds like a scene from a few good men. Uh, but you got to watch the whole movie to see that. So let's talk about the COVID welfare state. So uh, the one point nine trillion. COVID relief bill known as the American Rescue Plan was passed by the White House, passed by the Senate, finalized by the House, headed for Joe Biden's desk, and Thursday he signed it. He came in, looked at his notes, what he was supposed to do, put little X's next to where he was supposed to sign. He signed it, got up, and turned out no, no comments. We keep hearing about that this is about vaccines, PPE, and getting kids back in school. Of course, after LA Unified uh, teachers get back from their spring break, vac- break vacations, of course, What we're not hearing about is how this is turning America into a welfare state. The Wall Street Journal outlined it, how it's happening. Let's go through the list. There's $300 federal weekly jobless benefit, which will be extended through September 6. Democrats originally proposed bumping this to $400 a week, but lowered it to appease West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, the only Democrat who ever makes any sense, uh, who said it discourages people from getting back to work. You think? Well, let's continue. You'll see why else people are being discouraged from getting back to work. Next, the Democrats exempted the first ten thousand two hundred in unemployment benefits from federal taxes for households with less than one hundred fifty thousand dollars in income. Wait, if you make if you make uh, more than one hundred fifty thousand income, why is somebody getting unemployment? I mean, in some states, that's like being a, a millionaire. California, it's not much, but in uh, and in New York, it's probably not much. But in a lot of states, $150,000 is a lot. And we're still giving them an extra three hundred dollars a week plus their uh, their regular unemployment. And now, now the first $10,200 is non-taxable. Is there anything more you can do to to uh, slap the working man in the face? As for direct payments, it sends $1,400 to individual individuals earning up to $75,000. dollars for couples with $150,000 worth of income now. Trump suggested this by changing the six hundred to two thousand, um, but he did it because hey, we held off so long but listen to this, plus an additional fourteen hundred dollars per dependent, including kids in college so if you got if you got uh four kids at home and your husband and wife and four kids, you're getting like eighty four hundred dollars eighty four hundred dollars of cash households also get households will also get a $3,600 fully refundable tax credit for each child under six, 3,000 for those up to 17. So what that means, what that means fully refundable, meaning that if you don't pay any taxes, but you got kids under six, you get $3,600 for each one that the, that the IRS will send you a refund for, even if you don't pay anything in. And if they're, and if they're over six, but under 17, or let's say under 18, uh, under 18, you get 3,000 for each of those kids. You know what 's going to happen there? All the illegal immig- immigrants that are coming in they 'll have more babies just to get more free money because they get it every year on their taxes. The current two thousand dollar check child tax credit is is was only partly refundable, meaning people who pay little or no taxes don 't receive the full benefit that 's not what I heard that 's not what i 've seen as examining people 's uh, uh tax returns for the last thirty two years um, so that the two thousand dollar tax credit was Partially refundable. I think it's fully refundable, but that's what they said. But now people can collect more from the child tax credit than they pay in taxes or earn in wages. The Wall Street Journal says this is the Democrats' way of sneaking in universal basic income into the bill, which is socialism, folks. Parents would also benefit from a larger and fully refundable dependent care tax credit, a.k.a. credit for child care costs. The bill boosts a maximum tax credit of $4,000 for one child and 8000 for two or more. Hmm. I don't know. When I had little kids and had to put them in, uh, in uh, childcare, nobody paid me for that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe I'm just being, being more of a p- than I need to be. Uh, maybe you guys are, are more feeling for people that want free money. Democrats say this is their way of making it up to parents that schools have been closed, forcing them to either stay at home from work or pay for childcare. Well, almost everybody can work from home now. Seems like Uh, Democrats are also turning their earned income tax credit, the EITC, into an unearned income tax credit. The the EITC was originally intended to increase the incentive to work. So so in other words, in the old days, the two thousand dollars per kid that used to be twelve hundred dollars a kid that used to be eight hundred dollars a kid. You had to have a job to get that. Mm, I never really noticed that. Um, but you had to have a job to get it. Now you don't even need to have a job to get it. If you just have some kids, we're going to, they're going to send you some money. Um, but those days are over now. Democrats are making it so even unemployed can get the, the tax credit as for housing. The bill allocates $10 billion for homeowner assistance and 26 billion for emergency rental assistance. That means at some point they're going to stop making they're, they're going to stop the, uh, the, uh, the foreclosure moratorium, and they're going to stop the, uh, the 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 eviction moratorium, and say, "Well, you can't evict anybody who's not not paying their rent." So instead of instead of saying, "Hey, you can evict people that don't pay their way," now now they're just going to say, "Well, you can't you can evict them, but we're just going to give them the money to pay it anyway." So I don't know if this sounds like socialism to you. It sounds like it to me. This is on the top of the twenty five billion dollars in emergency rental assistance provided by the December relief bill under Trump. How does this affect landlords who, who uh, don't get their rent? Here's a report from Fox's Jillian Turner.
0: When tenants don't pay, landlords across the country say they're the ones footing the bill. In the nation's capital, one landlord who asks not to be identified warns she's at a breaking point. We cannot be left out to hang and drive by ourselves as small landlords. We are really vulnerable. On the West Coast, many California landlords say they've gone a full year without rent payments from tenants, making matters worse for landlords. They aren't receiving any federal benefits. Many of these
1: independent rental owners didn't receive paycheck protection loans. They didn't receive stimulus checks. I don't know about you, but I have six rental properties and I have a, and I have a commercial property and I know these are first world problems that, Oh yeah, well you, we don't feel sorry for you because you have all this stuff. Well, guess what? I worked for it. I earned it although and invested, right? And I was on the radio telling you guys to do the same thing. And some of you guys actually listened. Then you guys are millionaires now uh, In with all the equity you have, and you got cash flow, but some of you guys, eh, I think I'd just walk away from my house because it's worth uh, two hundred thousand. I owe four hundred thousand. I'll screw up my credit. I'll screw up my credit and not worry about the that because I'll just walk away and not worry about it. Instead of seizing the moment, use your good credit, and use your income, and take some of the foreclosure houses that were out there. But you know what? I have those, and and luckily. Luckily, i don't know if it's lucky because I would have figured a way to just sell the houses out from under them if they weren't paying the rent and And you know at some point at some point, I'm pretty good to my tenants. If you pay rent, I don't bother you, and if something gets broken, I send someone over to fix it so but i don't I just don't tolerate tolerate hey you know we're getting we're getting all this relief relief stuff, hey, that relief stuff. Its supposed to help you pay your rent so you can stay, so have a place to live you don 't get to get that relief stuff and get paid and get unemployment for more than more than what you were making and not pay rent you don't you don 't pay you don 't stay so uh luckily i didn't encounter that but a lot of people a lot of people weren't as lucky as me and maybe because i 'm a mortgage guy, I screened my uh my renters out a little better and actually most of my renters have been there for years and years and years. I think the shortest one the shortest renter I have has been there about four or five years and uh and have they and have they had problems, yeah, they've had problems, but they always pay, and am I a little more lenient about paying late i've been I've been lenient, I've been a nice guy, I've been hey, just pay me, just pay me your rent, and I will say my rents are way under way under market because they've been there so long I just haven't haven't raised them, which is probably dumb on my part uh but that's how that's how I treat my renters i'd rather I'd rather just keep the good renters I have but Not all landlords have been like that. And we have to make sure we take care of those people that are getting all this extra, extra benefits, make sure that they don't have to uh, pay rent because they can't because that's Democrats narrative there. So the one, the couple things that didn't make it into the bill, number one, $15 minimum wage. So the Democrats are pushing for a national uh, $15 an hour minimum wage, which basically would send a lot of, uh, a lot of people into unemployment, send a lot of, uh, small businesses, uh, into closing their doors because they can't afford that. And, you know, the, you know, the reason for minimum wages to help people get into the workforce, you know, kids with, uh, kids with their pimply faces and no experience and, uh, not sure, you know, they, hey, you know what, uh, my mom's, my mom's, uh, giving me food and, and clothing, but If I want to if I want to take girls out on dates, I got to have a job or if I want to have a driver's license, I have to be able to pay for car insurance. Those kids, because their parents make them pay something, they have to get jobs. So they have minimum wage for that. Then where you go from that, well, you know, you should be able to have a living wage. Guess what? If you need to live you work harder and you get you get raises and promotions and you get job opportunities out there. Minimum wage was not supposed to be have two parents working for minimum wage and be able to support a family of six. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm uncaring. Maybe I don't uh maybe I maybe I'm just not understanding but that's how it is. So that will that will you know if if we had people in government that actually had some experience You listen to that uh, that Troy Nels, who was a a sheriff in Texas. If we actually had people in in government that actually had some experience besides government so they could bring that knowledge into Congress, into the Senate, into uh, city councils and actually have some actual common sense and some knowledge of how the world works, that would probably make up make some things better. But instead, we have families like Nancy Pelosi's family, and we just bring people in and we bring Gavin Newsom in and we bring in all these people that are just just smooth talking and good looking. And they get they get elected. And uh, because the the Democrat Party pushes them in there because it's a big dynasty, it's a big dynasty. It's like the mafia. You know, it's just, hey, we put these people in place because because they're going to make the decisions that are going to support the unions and support the, the people that the mafia guys want supported. Hey man, here's, here's some money. Here's some money. Uh, I want you to, to vote no on this proposition. I want you to vote this. I want you to vote that. Hey, we need some, uh, we need some, uh, relief, relief in that, uh, in that COVID relief thing to help people. Uh, uh I need to get some, uh, I'll give you some kickback. Hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to give you a billion dollars for Ukraine, but, uh, you got to pull back the, uh, pull back the uh, prosecutor who's investigating the 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 corporation that my son's on the board of directors of, because if that happens, we're going to, I'm going to lose my kickback that I'm getting back from the Ukraine. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We forgot about that. Was that the guy who lives in the white house now Biden? Oh yeah. We, we forget about all that stuff. We're just sweeping that under the rug, that kind of stuff. You know, that Biden actually was on video admitting, we forget about all this stuff, but we focused on Trump saying, Hey, we're going to walk peacefully and patriotically down to the Capitol. Are You seeing the double standard? The other thing that didn't make it into the uh, into the bill was the BART. So Nancy Pelosi's project, and I think she, if you've been to the Bay Area, the Bay Area Rapid Transit. So there's a there's an underground subway that goes from uh, San Francisco into uh, the other Bay Area cities, uh, Oakland. So specifically, when I would go into San Francisco for something. I'd fly into Oakland, walk from the terminal, get on the BART, and it's, uh, it's a fast subway train that goes underneath the uh, the river there and into uh, into the San Francisco, and that's faster than flying into San Francisco and taking a taking an Uber. So you get in get into that. So she, apparently, she wanted a new tunnel and she wanted a gazillion dollars for it. That didn't quite make it. Um, so after the finalization of the bill on Wednesday, Biden tweeted this. Help is here! And the applause roared. People are in the streets. Where's my check? Where's my check? They're excited and happy, and of course uh, they'll get their check. They haven't. They haven't had. You know, from a from a practical standpoint, from a feeling standpoint. All the unemployment benefits from the people being shut down ended the end of August. So if they've been getting no relief, I mean, if this is a, if this is a true need, what is 1400 bucks going to do? What is even $10,000 going to do? See September, October, November, December, January, February, March, that's eight months. So even if you're a family of six and you got the, the $1,400 for each adult and the $1,400 for each kid, um, that's 8,400 bucks. That's a thousand dollars a month. Is that, is that really going to sustain you? Is that really going to be the relief you need? You know what the, you know what the only relief that could really happen, open the damn, open the damn economy, let people go back to work. This COVID i have, I have lots of my friends sending me, Hey, I got my second inoculation, got my sex, my second, uh, vaccination. I got my vaccination. I'm free. I can't understand people. Hey, you know what? And now the CDC says, hey, you know, if you've been vaccinated, you can you can gather inside and you can be close together and blah, blah, blah. What happens if I'm not vaccinated? Because there's no way I'm letting the, the government stick a needle in my arm because I don't trust what they might be trying to stick in my arm. Are they putting uh, trackers so they can, they can track me to see where I go? Are they putting trackers so they can see how I spend my money? Are they putting trackers on me so they can send their thugs to my house when I'm not home and uh, rob my house? Are they, you know, what are they, what are they, what are they trying to do here? I don't trust it. I don't trust the, I don't trust the election that happened in November and I don't trust, and I don't trust that any election going forward is going to be, is going to be legit as long as the, especially if HR one passes and we don't have to have ID. We don't have to have, we don't have to have ID. You don't have to have, have have uh, mail-in votes. They just mail out these ballots to everybody who's ever registered, ever in their life, at any address they've ever in their life lived at, and who knows who turns these things in. Some people say, I, uh, I posted a thing with uh, that I had posted a couple of years ago or maybe a year ago about Biden blundering and blundering and saying a bunch of stupid stuff, and I said, is this what the Democrats think is going to beat Trump? And one of my uh, one of my nieces and her husband's twenty uh, two year old twenty uh, two year old friends from uh, from Boston, from uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, says he, he he replies to it and says says Hey, this has got to be pretty embarrassing since he did well. You know what? I don't I don't look at it and see that he did. I don't see Tr- uh, Biden as having beat Trump. I see the Democrats the Democrats installed him. And I can't believe the Republicans were, were, were too spineless to stop it. So I'm not, I'm not happy just about with just about anybody who's an establishment person. There's a few people been in there for a year that for years that, that have some spine, but mostly I like the, I like the new, uh, some of the new freshmen, Lauren Boebert and, uh, MTG, which sounds like a, uh, sounds like a beard. No, that's MGD. MTG sounds like an abbreviation for, uh, for mortgage, Marjorie Taylor green and this new Troy Nels guy. And, uh, you know, I like a lot, Dan Crenshaw, who's been in there a couple of, a couple of terms. I like some of these guys that have a voice and actually say something. So let's talk about the pork that actually did get into the bill. This is the stuff. And, you know, I, I mentioned, Hey, 90% of this bill is, has nothing to do with COVID. And, uh, my young new uh, friend on Facebook, my, uh, my niece and niece and her husband's a uh, friend, he goes, oh really? I can't wait to hear this. Me and my me and my uh, roommate want to want to hear when what you say what it is. Let me give you a little piece of it. How about one and a half million dollars for a Seaway International Bridge, which connects New York to Canada? Uh, this was one of Chuck Schumer's priority. What does that have to do with COVID? Not a damn thing. Uh, Five hundred million for grants to fund activities related to the arts, humanities, libraries, museums, Native American language preservation. You know what? Isn't it funny that every one of these bills has has some big grant for some mu, uh, museum or artsy thing that – why is that? And we're discussing it before we went on recording. Well, the, the government always funds those things. Well, they always fund them. Why do we have to give them more money? Could there be getting kickbacks, you know, $500 million for the Kennedy Center in two of the relief bills? Wait, why do we – we just gave them relief in the first one, and why do we give it to them in the second one? Nancy Pelosi getting some kickback there? $86 billion to rescue about $185 multi employer pension plans insured by the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. In other words, the federal government created a, a corporation that's going to bail out all the unions that spent all the, all the pension money. Does that have anything to do with COVID? I don't think so. $35 billion to increase subsidies to defray Obamacare premiums. This bill eliminates existing income cap, so now it does you don't have to be low income to get free insurance, just eliminates it on uh, so for, So who qualifies for Obamacare subsidies? It lowers the maximum amount of participants that are expected expected to contribute about eight and a half percent. So it, it lowers the amount that that people have to have to pay if they have uh, more than the than the, the bottom line, uh, the maximum income, because there is no maximum income. $3.5 billion for program formerly known as Food Stamps. Isn't the program still there? Well, there's 3 more billion for that. $1 billion for Head Start. Wait, why do we need preschool? Head Start is preschool. Why do we have to put an extra billion dollars into Head Start when they're not letting the kids go to school at all? And be sure that those teachers say it's not safe, but it's safe to go on, on spring break. Go to spring break. Don't post your pictures on Facebook, though. Are you seeing all these stories, how they all tie together? One and a half billion for Amtrak. In case you don't know what Amtrak is, Amtrak is that railroad that nobody takes. It's that Amtrak that the government subsidizes. It's that Amtrak is that train that that a few people use but it's it's a big loser for the big loser for the corporation and and the federal government props it up and I can tell you that i I had employees that had their wives working as uh as reservation agents well she works like two shifts a month just so she can keep uh full coverage for insurance for her family and she gets paid about forty dollars an hour so she works about four hours four hours a month uh taking reservations on the phone and uh in the you know graveyard shift. And the federal government is subsidizing that. Does that does that anger you? For those of you out there that pay taxes? It should. And this is the kind of stuff now we just added another billion and a half dollars for Amtrak. Hey anyway, if this stuff doesn't uh, doesn't make you mad, check your pulse, you might be dead. Anyway, I'm out of time for this episode of the main event. Thanks for listening. My name's Ed Hoffman and I'll be back again with you next week. The
0: opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit funding. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license
1: number 0925837, equal housing opportunity. Hi everyone, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends right here on AM 590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
0: AM 590, the answer.